No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where once again Solomon warns his son about the crafty seductress. He tells the story of a young man who followed her, and it cost him his life. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. How many times do you need to hear something before it finally sinks in? When it comes to the gospel, I've heard that on average a person must hear it seven times before he or she responds to it. But what about warnings against wrongdoing? Solomon kept playing the same note to his son. Beware of the immoral woman. But today, we will see where he illustrates this danger through a story. We continue in Proverbs 7. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live. And my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call understanding your nearest kin. I don't know how many times Solomon feels that he must repeat himself, telling his son to listen up. I do know that children need to be told the same things again and again before they finally get it. Solomon warns his son against the immoral woman, the seductress, the prostitute, and adulteress. Any and all of these titles would apply to her. This warning is repeated so many times in Proverbs that we must conclude it was important not only to Solomon, but also to the Holy Spirit who knows the weakness of man. How many strong men have fallen prey to the allurements of a woman and it has destroyed their reputation and ruined their households. How the mighty have fallen. How much more vulnerable is a naive youth whose sexual drive is at its peak. How much more relevant is this warning today when arousing images are so readily available on television, the movies, computers, and smartphones. Our children are exposed to more explicit images at younger ages when they have no capacity to process these things. And tragically, many get hooked on pornography as a result. This is just another sign that we are living in the last days. Now, Solomon says, keep my law as the apple or the pupil of your eye. That is, always fix your eye on it. Write my commands on the tablet of your heart. Now, knowledge that is kept in our minds may or may not affect how we live, but knowledge written on the heart forms the principles by which we command our lives. So Solomon says, say to wisdom, you are my sister. In Proverbs, we've already seen that he personifies wisdom as a woman who calls out in the city streets to anyone who will listen to her and she will do him good. She is in contrast to the immoral woman. But here Solomon tells his son to consider wisdom like his own sister, a trusted companion always, that they may keep you from the immoral woman. 
from the seductress who flatters with her words. If we truly value wisdom, keeping God's law as the apple of our eye and loving wisdom as a close sister, then she will keep us from the seductress. She will be like that protective older sister who can see a floozy woman coming from a mile away. Now, Solomon paints a picture for his son and for us. It's a dramatic sketch. He was wise enough to know that we not only learn through principles, but also through stories. In fact, we retain principles better when they are attached to a story. This is the reason Christ spoke so many times in parables. So Solomon tells the story of seeing a young man venture to the house of an immoral woman. Verse 6, For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding passing along the street near her corner. And he took the path to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. So he sees a simple young man devoid of understanding. Doesn't that describe the condition of youth? Wandering eyes full of wonder and wandering feet that lack wisdom. Now he passes near the corner of the seductress. Now why did he pass near her corner? Did she have a reputation of being a loose woman? When I was a teenager growing up in Sacramento, there was a certain area of town where the prostitutes hung out. We knew about that area, but we also knew we had no business being there. He took the path to her house. Now, isn't this how temptation works? We get near the object of our temptation gradually. We sort of circle around it, thinking that we can play with it, thinking that we're in control. But then we go directly to it. And now, it has control of us. He says that he went in the evening in the black and dark night. Now, which was it? Was it evening or was it the black and dark night? But isn't that the way sin progresses? At first, it is a shade of gray, a questionable thing. But after we've chosen to take the bait, it becomes the black and dark night and we cannot find our way out of it. So Judas left the upper room of the Lord's Supper to betray Jesus. And it was darkness of night, for Satan had entered him. Verse 10. And there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. She was dressed to kill, literally, and she had a crafty heart. She knew what she was doing. She knew how to manipulate this young man to get what she wanted. Now, her feet would not stay at home. Later, we are told that she was married and her husband was away. Rather than staying at home and being faithful, she was outside in the open square, lurking at every corner. She was on the hunt for her prey. Why not have a little fun while her husband was away and make some money on the side? But she didn't have to go out looking for this young man because he came to her. So she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face. She said to him, I have peace.
peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face. And I have found you. She caught and kissed him. Now that would get his attention. And then she says she has peace offerings and has paid her vows. Now, there are two interpretations of this. Perhaps both are correct. The paying of her vows would refer to the offering she would make after her menstrual period, by which she would now be ceremonially clean and able to engage in sexual relations. But the peace offerings could mean that she had the leftovers of the sacrifice, For a portion would go to God, a portion to the priest, and a portion to the offerer. She could be saying, look, I have a steak dinner ready to prepare for you if you will come to my place. Certainly, that would sweeten her offer. But isn't it strange that she would refer to peace offerings and paying her vows to the Lord when she had adultery in her heart? But we see this among religious people. They think that they have done their religious duty, so now they can indulge the flesh. They are deceiving only themselves. She says, I came to meet you and have found you. This is her crafty flattery at work. What young man could resist knowing that an attractive woman was diligently seeking him and rejoiced now that she had found him? Men are suckers for having their ego stroked. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. So she has spread out her bed with a beautiful tapestry and fine linen, and she has perfumed it with these various spices. And then she says, come, let us take our fill of love. Now, was it really love? This is the misunderstanding so many people in the world have. They talk about making love, but if it is in an immoral relationship, is it love or is it lust? You see, love is about giving. Lust is about getting. Sexual relations within the bonds of marriage can be an expression of the love shared by the couple. But outside of marriage, sex is about gratifying the flesh. We cannot make love, for love is a fruit of the Spirit. Marital or conjugal love is a total commitment of the total person for total life. We must not confuse love with lust. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home on the appointed day. Whatever fears the young man may have had that he would be discovered by the woman's husband were now swept away. No doubt he was so excited that this bit of information was all he needed to go all the way. The fear of God and the fear of man had been drowned by lust. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. Solomon gives three illustrations, an ox to the slaughter, a fool to the stocks, a bird to the snare to show that he was a doomed man. And it would cost him his life. If only he could have seen the end of the road 
that she lived on a dead-end road for her door was the door to hell. Now, therefore, listen to me. My children, pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. He says, listen to me, my children. Yes, you may have heard this lesson before, but take it to heart and don't let your heart turn aside because if stronger men than you have been taken down by her, you are not the exception. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, how we need to take heed to your warnings, especially in this area of such great vulnerability and weakness. So many have fallen, Lord. So many strong people have fallen into the area of sexual sin. Father, I pray for anybody that may be listening to this who has been hooked in some way. I pray, Father, that they would cry out to you, Lord Jesus, and that by your mighty power, by the freedom you alone can give, by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus, that they would receive cleansing as they confess their sins and be forgiven and set free. And Lord, that if their families have been ruined by such a sin, God, that you would begin to bring healing as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see where Lady Wisdom cries out from the hilltop, the crossroads, and the city gates to the simple ones to understand prudence. Nothing you desire can compare with her. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.